Hey, good evening. Uh, welcome to Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to put you to sleep. We do with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights and press play. I'm going to do the rest. You might be saying, what's the rest? Wait, what is podcast that put me to sleep? So are you going to do any um, chanting or any um, anything related to ohms or ums or ums? That's possible in the story, but I do. I have a little bit different technique. We could, you know, this podcast is uh, beyond a standard deviation from a normal sleep podcast, if there is one. Well, out of the line of, uh, uh, some, you know, demarcation for anything like in the uh, guided meditation. Uh, but you got the ASTM, that, you know, that's for, like, uh, they, they set some kind of standards. There's a guided meditation standards bureau. I want to say they're out of Turin, Italy, because I got an email from them. I'm pretty sure it said Tespacalafaccia, which is a term that I love because it's an angry Italian term. No, no, not a, it's an angry term you would say if you were speaking Italian and you were angry at someone. And I said, well, geez, they must be angry at me. I don't remember uh, conforming. I don't remember attempting to conform to any guided meditation standards that I would have deviated out of. So I just want to be, be clear here. There's a demarcation, guided meditation I'm on the non-guided meditation side, but it's you say, hey, this is a little bit like a guided meditation because there's somebody talking, and it involves imagination. But I said, well, geez, that's about the only similarity. So I said, hey, don't don't yell at me in Italian, don't yell at me in English. We're in agreement here for once. But anyway, I was trying to get to a point. I got interrupted by the you know. Uh, legal briefs. Don't bring your legal briefs into the podcasting studio, especially if they're international legal briefs, because then it says, geez, I don't even speak, barely speak English, let alone Italian. And, you know, the only Italian I spoke was the, uh, what do you call it when you're really angry, you know, uh, a fra- angry phrase on the front cover of it, which was written in handwriting. And I think it was a picture of me. But anyway, not not important. This is a podcast that puts you to sleep. The way we do it here is a lot of chitter chattering. But what I'm going to do is, if you're my, if you're up race mind racing, worrying, worrying, or worrying, that's like a double. It's like worrying about worrying, which is a pretty actually common symptom. Uh, my internal critic was critic criticizing me. While I was just trying to talk there, but I said, geez, double worrying, worrying about worrying, worrying is the actual thing that goes on at bedtime. She says, geez, I got to stop worrying about this so I can get some sleep. So I'm going to try to distract you from all that that's going through your brain. You're worrying about not being able to go to sleep. Whatever else you're processing, and you just as soon as you say, geez, as soon as it gets quiet in the house, as soon as they go vertical, my brain erupts with all this bap, 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 like some sort of 40-band emergency weather radio I, I got during an NPR 
uh, some 40-band weather emergency radio that I got during an NPR fun drive that I had no intention of turning on. As soon as I lay my head down, all of a sudden it goes on all 40 channels of broadcasting uh, weather weather stuff. And it all sounds like it's a critical emergency. In some places it is, you know, so our hearts go out to the people in Texas right now. But most of these broadcasts are about your personal life. So I'm going to distract you from it. What, what am I going to do? I'm going to create a safe place via story parallelogram is the uh, poor metaphor I've been using as of late. And if you could pretend all those, you know, uh, different thoughts in your brain were each their own individualized weatherproof weather radio you wanted, you know, you got it at NPA, you, you made 40 separate donations and they sent you 40 radios and they're all on. I'm going to call them, hey, come on, join my uh, story parallelogram. All those little thoughts, those emergency radios that only broadcast on one band that, you know, some rich guy would look. I'd say, hey, I, I'll buy those bands. You know, I could, you know, I could sell some stuff on there. You know, 4G, 5G, charge for it. What the hell? And I say, well, you know, now I'm getting off track. But, you know, I don't even know the the frequency or the wavelength or the sine or the cosine. I just know that for some reason, I've been doing this podcast for a little while, those little emergency radio voices in your head, they, 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 and I'm not trying to brag or humble brag, they love me. Now, if you listened to, uh, you know, last 10 or 20 episodes, you might have heard I won BrainBot Entertainer of the Year 2014 uh, for, you know, BrainBots. Now, these uh, uh, single-band emergency radios, slightly different beast, but I am going for the 2015 uh, Parallelogram Emergency Radio Story Storyteller of the Year. Uh, I don't know if I'll get it, but it, these guys, they do find So these little thoughts in your brain, I'm going to call them in. And even the little the story parallel, parallel, parallelogram, they'll be like, oh, wow, I'm always used to those circles where I feel too welcome or not welcome enough. Parallelogram, you know, it gives me room to decide how, 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 how much, uh, you know, how close I want to get. If you're a math major, you might say that doesn't make any sense. And that's just another voice in your head, or it might be your voice. But meanwhile, why call all those emergency radios? And even the other voice in your head that say, what the hell are you doing bidding? Uh, why, why are you donating so much money to NPR? You say, hey, hey, you too, come on over. You know, come on with the radios, uh, accountant brain. And you can come with them too. Get close, and I'm going to start telling a story. I'm pretty sure it's going to be on my tsunami sofa tonight. Uh, a little adventure, a little fun. In all those parts, you should quiet down and listen. And you can listen too, but the deal is I'm your boar friend, your boar cuz, your boar sib. The friend that comes over talks for about eight minutes already. You say, geez, I'm not sure. He came over. Well, what'd you guys talk about? You know, I don't really remember. I don't recall. We all have people like that in our lives. We we don't want to out them clearly, but I you know I'm that guy with pride. And I say, hey, just call me. You know, you want me to come over again and talk about nothing? I'll do it. You know, just and as a matter of fact, I've put it in a convenient MP3 file so that I don't even have to be physically around. You just turn me on. I'll chat. 
uh, occupy those emergency weather radio parts of your brain. Meanwhile, you listen for a little while and you say, well, geez, hey, guys, I'm going to lean back out of the parallelogram. Don't worry. You know, my, uh, you know, below my hips will be in the parallelogram so you guys don't feel alone. Uh, but the rest of me, I'm going to curl up over here in my knapsack or my uh, whatever the hell else is the equivalent of a knapsack. And I'm going to pull down my uh, trusty sleep uh, cap over my eyes, and, you know, I'm going to listen as he uh, drones on a bit. And I'm going to try to take a lulling tone, a soothing tone. Maybe I'll look, keep track of cracking my voice. I'll try not to get excited. But even when I get excited, I say, oh, boy, that's me excited. Oh, boy. But I might say, oh, my chest is sweating now. And that's, you know, so even in the stories I tell, they're meandering stories, much like a meandering river. They say, you say, well, geez, yeah, it's a nice little river that you got there, Barry. Not bad at all. Okay, let's go do something fun now. I'm on vacation, but in this case, you'd say, oh, I'll just sit here and look at the river. Because, uh, you know, I got it. And the next thing you know, ideally, you fall asleep at some point. Maybe you fell asleep already. And some of you, it might be your first, second time here. It might be, I don't know about this guy. I agree with you. Like I said, I'm about as, uh, actually, I think, what was it? Was it Webster's or, I don't know, Rise? Somebody said, hey, could you not use the word standard and deviation? Because we think you're misusing them. And I said, well, geez, I'm using them as a, you know, opposite thing or whatever the hell you call it. I'm outside of the standard. I'm not even in within the standard of norms or whatever you want to call it. So, yeah, you, you say, I hope I help you fall asleep with my uh, chitter and chatter, my uh, distracting of emergency weather radio brain wave functioning systems. And, you know, you just listen, tune out whenever you want. But the ideal thing is that you can't think about all that other stuff and they can't harass you. Because they're in their special little parallelogram. I'm giving them the attention. They quote, I'll, I'll try to hold their attention. And you get some sleep. That's why we're here. We're on the web, www.sleepwithmepodcast.com. You can get a hold of me feedback at Sleep With Me Podcast. You can get me on Twitter, at Dearest Scooter. Uh, you can get us on Facebook. There's a new Facebook group for everybody to chit-chat and exchange advice and uh, and stuff like that, so you can join there. Uh, you can comment on the website. I'd love to hear from you. Uh, the main thing is I hope I help you fall asleep. Uh, best way to get the pod- podcast is I'm trying to make sure it's everywhere where you would consume a podcast. We're on iTunes, Stitcher with a TCH, uh, SoundCloud, Pocket Casts, YouTube, Tumblr, a lot of different places to listen to the podcast. I try to get as many places easy to access. Now, if you want my two cents, the best way to get it is subscribe in iTunes or in Pocket Casts or Stitcher. Because then the as soon as the episode comes out, at least with Pocket Casts that I use now, but I'm pretty sure the other ones work this way, literally... With the podcast I listen to the most, including this one, which I, you know, made sure it downloads, it knows even when, what time it's supposed to come out, so it checks. And so that, and you don't even have to, I don't know how the hell it does it, but it does. 
because uh, normally this show comes out 5 p.m. West Coast time, Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday. Um, so that's it. Uh, anybody who's good at uh, fonts, let me know. I'm looking for fonts for the T-shirt that says Sleep With Me. Um, what else? Uh, newsletter. I've done a few issues that hasn't been public yet, just figuring out a couple more things, but that should be public in the next week or two. I think last Thursday was when I said, hey, gee, I'm going to test out some items for some, you know, see partnerships, sponsorships in the future. So that's going to start. And a weird thing is somebody moved in next door uh, to the apartment next to mine. And it was like, uh, I saw some stuff there moving in. I was like, holy crap. Uh, that was one of the things I wanted to test out. And this dude, he was like, I haven't even opened, I, I haven't even tested it yet. So it would be like a small talk with a stranger, a future neighbor. But I don't think he officially moved in there. I mean, I don't think he lives there yet, but uh, so that'll be cool. Small talk. And, and I know everybody, a lot of people are going to be asleep at this point. But I wanted to clarify, like, wait, geez, what's going on? Because, you know, money, it can be a stressful thing in all relationships. And uh, you don't want money to ruin this podcast. Like either, you know, whatever, whatever, or like uh, and you're trying to figure out that stuff. But I also want to tell you, be upfront with you guys. That's why I brought it up last week. And here's where my thinking is right now. Now, I don't know what it's going to be like in the future. So here, here's where my thoughts are with things. Uh, like right now I have a full-time job, not related to the podcast at all. And then I do the podcast, which essentially is a is a... Is basically at this point a second full time job. Now this isn't a complaint or me complaining. If I want to complain, I'll complain. So just hear, hear what I'm saying, and you know you don't need to put any spin on it. It's not a. This is just a little background, and to know where my thoughts are now, is I'm cool with the podcast being a full time second job right now, and I'm actually like uh, glad in some sense because it's like, uh, as I've talked about, geez, I've never followed through on stuff all the time. Or when I have, I'm in like, oh, am I putting in, uh, you know, enough effort for this to be successful or to see if it could be successful? With this, I know I'm putting in, my, my, you know, 100% of my effort. So I'm putting in the effort I want to. But at the same time, I'm wary of putting in this much effort uh, long term, because I don't want to be uh, resentful of the podcast or burned out, or you know, at some point I'd like to have a little more balance in my life. Right now, it's fine, uh, but it also puts me in this weird spot because I have a job. So it's like, geez, I, I it's like to make money at the podcast isn't really that big a deal to me, unless it becomes a situation where I could transfer and say, well, now I only have one full time job at the podcast. And maybe stay involved in my old job somehow as a part-time job or a uh, or something I invest my spare time in. So as I try to figure out the sponsors and stuff, that's where my head's at. I'm like, geez, is there a way to make this transition down the road? And also figure out a way to do it um, before while I'm still fresh right now. I'm like, yeah, I can do this. Uh, I don't feel burned out. I don't feel resentful, and I'm still learning. Uh, sometimes I feel overwhelmed or stressed. Not, 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 not that, it, but, but, but I still feel like uh, 
that things are the way they're supposed to be right now, that it's okay. Uh, and, I, and, and right now, if you listen to the interview I posted, this would play into that too. It's like, yeah, I have a date in the future where I said, okay. Uh, I have a date set in the future where I'd say, okay, it's, it's at our two-year anniversary. Well, I'll assess things, and not that anything would change then. But the best part is I don't have any pressure on myself to even make a decision right now. I'm, like, exploring things and testing things out, which is the, uh, what's that word, the, the je ne sais quoi of the podcast or the spirit of the podcast, the zeitgeist of the podcast. I think that's a misuse of that word. But uh, the spirit of this podcast is experiment and test stuff out and see how it goes. This past uh the boredom episode and then the last episode were totally me trying to take things in different directions and see how they go. And so it was like this trying to figure this out, but it's a, uh, so I don't want anybody to worry about like anything changing or stopping or feel any pressure from me to do anything other than to keep doing what you're doing. Participate with me. Let me know how you're doing. Make small talk with a stranger and as I said before during our, you know, if you guys tell people you know about the podcast, everything is going to work out without me even having to do that much work. I'm pretty sure. Like I said, maybe 33% of me has faith. Everything's going to be fine. And the best part is the other two halves of me, they don't have the ability to team up against me because they're at odds with, you know, so far on the opposite ends. Well, it's not, I don't know how you explain it, but, but I don't know. I just wanted to check in with you guys. Maybe once a week, maybe once a month, with, with where things are going. Um, right now, it's just test testing stuff out. All right, thank you all for the support, the feedback, uh, and that, and many other things. Thank you. Okay, thank you. So I want to thank Chris Posty Posterson over at Sounds Like an Earful, who does our music. That's his podcast, Sounds Like an Earful. Check it out. I want to thank Scotty and Jennifer that do our artwork. I want to thank our moderators over there on our uh, Facebook group, uh, Alexandra and Laura. Uh, over on Twitter, I want to say to Chloe, Rebel, Mizuzu, Bible Cat, Amelia, Billy, Words of Birds, Babs, Misconduct, Graham, Jensen, Natalie, Jake, John, Brandon, Jill, December. I want to thank Leslie Ann Ferrard. I want to thank... Uh, Brandon, uh, Dr. Brandon, uh, for his uh, nice Facebook message. I want to thank Xiang, 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 Xiang. I want to thank Xiang for her her message about, uh, you know, messaging me back. I was trying to help her out find some stuff that uh, fits her needs for the episodes. I hope I pronounced that correctly. I want to thank Jen. Faye, Antonia, Mike, Anthony, Tara, uh, for all their messages on Facebook, Andrea, Alex, Marcus, for their emails, and then everybody that's been in that Facebook group, I haven't had totally a chance to pop in there, uh, but I, I've, I've lurked. So I hope I, thanks everybody who's participating there, and uh, hopefully... I don't know, you can't count that towards small talk with a stranger, but you can count it as prep for a small talk with a stranger there. All right, I'm glad you're here, and I hope I help you fall asleep. So t- tonight will be a little bit of a hybrid episode. Uh, I'm going to use uh, a, a Flickr uh, stream I got from Mizuzu, 
and some of those pictures. And then I think I'll maybe check out uh, Silvertone hashtags over on Twitter. But it comes back to this uh, tsunami sofa I dealt with, my tsunami couch. Uh, you know, kind of really so much a two-part episode as a related episode to the last one. If you weren't here, I had a bit of a three-day weekend blues. I wouldn't want maybe not blues, uh, but anxiety, and I was trying to... Uh, Justify, rectify that with all the changes in my life for the past 10 years or so. And this sofa that's been in my life. And, the, and I said, uh, this sofa, at least my initial thought was, does this sofa yearn to be free? Or, and, uh, or is it a symbol of the mistakes I made or a symbol of the mistake I've made not to see the whole picture of my life? And I think what I learned uh, was that, you know, some of all of that was true. But what was also true was a bigger thing of like, uh, was a bigger thing of like, well, maybe you're not the center. Maybe you're, uh, uh, maybe, maybe that I'm not the, you know, maybe I need to take myself out of the center of things. And then we went for a little walk in the woods. Me and the tsunami sofa, we ended up at a picnic table. And this sofa said, hey, maybe I do want to be free. Or maybe I want to go on some kind of adventure. And I said, I'd like to give that to you. And then it was a pickup where we said, well, we we were in a discussion. And I said, well, geez, my freedom's not yours to give. And I said, geez, you're right about that, my friend. And I said, geez, as a matter of fact, I don't even, I can't even claim to know your name or know if you have a name. You, you, you know, I, I named you my Tsunami Sofa. But really, you're just a, a maroon sofa. That, you know, let, can we just, and the sofa said, yeah, let's just move forward. At this point, we're forming a new relationship. You know, the past will remain the past and have to be dealt with in full at some point for us to have a, but but for now we're gonna move forward into my, you know it's my time now. And I said, "Is this the start of a Goonies speech?" And the sofa shook its head. And it's a maroon sofa, three seater. Which, to be honest, it's hard for me to even wrap my head around it. Retelling this story is like. Uh, it's like a vague memory when I try to picture it in my head, a personified sofa come to life. And I mean, that's what happened. You must say, oh boy, that doesn't really. You've taken the prayer parallelogram of story too far. You've taken a suspension of disbelief and thrown in the trash like a rapper. No. Uh, you meant a rapper with a W, right? Uh, no, no, no. This sofa. Had come to life, but me and I said, Jesus, maybe I was in some sort of, sort of, uh, you know, story deluge. But I can't picture it. I say, Jesus, I can, I can see it moving like a person. I can see it talking like a person, but I can't say, well, this was the sofa's anatomy. That's what I'm trying to get at where its head was. You know, was it standing on its ends or was the, you know, was it like a, uh, remember the McDonald's characters way back? They would be misshapen. They would say, "Okay, you're you're the Big Mac police or whatever the hell that was," 
Your head's a giant friggin' burger. Rest you is normal. I don't know why Ronald's totally normal. There's nothing normal about a clown that uh, works for Ray Kroc, for starters. Or then you had Grimace, which, geez, you know, I don't know. I'm sure maybe a, a, a smarter comedian has done a routine about this, but who would have thought that Grimace was in some sense McDonald's saying, hey, this is what you're going to look like one day. You know, minus the purple and the fuzz. They say, hey, we're going to shape you like this Grimace character. You know, just keep drinking this soda, boys. Yeah, and you're going to be a pear-like, like Grimace. And I think science has said that this that's the least healthy shape. Maybe, I don't know, you know. But anyways, uh, I can't picture the soda in that way as, as clearly as this. Uh, nostalgia for my past that I just went down, nostalgia, nostalgia turnpike, uh, destination, McDonald's birthday party I never had. When they had, instead of the playhouse outside, they just had a friggin' uh, four-person, what the hell, merry-go-round uh, that they would turn on during your birthday party for your friends, which was cool. And again, something kids, like, hopefully you're not listening already. But I got to tell you guys, you know, you know, those of you that know this, the sofa's trying to get my attention because they say, I'm stealing my, you're stealing my story, man. But those of you that regularly listen to the podcast, you know, I'm a connoisseur of eating and, and tasting things you're not supposed to eat. And I have to tell you, and this isn't made up to be funny or controversial, but those McDonald's birthday parties, they, they a lot of times in the grab bag, they would give you an eraser or some sort of rubbery, uh, you know, tchotchke. Those had the, the most unique taste to them. I would chew them up. I don't know what the hell legal plastic they were using, rubber plastic, uh, chemical combination, but, and I'm not kidding, the mouthfeel, I mean, it was like they, had, they said, hey, uh, you, when you're done designing the fries and the soda, we need you to design some erasers. And the guy's like, I'm a food scientist, not a sci- eraser a scientist. And they said, we don't give a shit, man. You're the only scientist that works here. And we haven't figured out all our licensing agreements and we need some crap we can give away at birthday parties. You know, it's not as good as the crap we give away in the Happy Meals. As like an extra, so we could charge, you know, an extra dollar a kid. And uh, this may have been pre-McNuggets. So they said, they said, this guy said, okay, well, I'm working on something to bind the uh, mechanically separated chicken in a way. And I have this thing is banned in every European country. Every South American country, every Eastern European, but not here in the United States. So I will uh, test it out as a solvent and an acid and a base combined. And then they were like, was it an inexpensive? And he said, and they said, well, what is it? He said, it's a racer. And then they said, well, it doesn't erase anything. He said, what are you going to erase at McDonald's, you fool? You're here to play and eat. And they said, well, right, right, we forgot our mission statement, play and eat, or eat and maybe play. But those erasers were uh, not delicious, but I can remember chewing on it, and it had this very, and I've eaten a lot of erasers. 
And it would be sad to admit, but I got you know, honesty expresses open here. I've, I've, uh, there's part of me that yearns for that taste again. And there's a part of me that's uh, sniffed erasers. And, you know, it's different from, you know, sniffing erasers, the uh, fetish community that's out there. Not a fetish, just an interest. I mean, I guess I'd uh, get some tactile pleasure from it, but it's not, um, it's above the waist pleasure. But yeah, like uh, very unique to the to the McDonald's eraser of the eighties, I think. And every once in a while, I'll come across one, and then I'll you know bite it in half, and I'll say, "Well, Jesus, it's just like old times." Like I'm a boy, and suddenly some of the cells in my mouth are you know subdividing in strange ways, as you know the uh, chemicals bond with the the cell walls in ways that aren't supposed to happen. But you know. Taste, taste, mouthfeel, mouthfeel. But anyway, back to the story at hand where I put aside me and my needs and, you know, my ego for the betterment of this uh, sofa. Ooh, I can't recall what what exactly. I said, geez, I don't know what the hell. But anyway, at the time, it was like I was communicating with humanoid. And I said, geez, you know, as apologizing for, you know, hogging. You know, but blaming all my problems and saying, well, geez, you're just a symbol of my failures. Well, I say, hey, well, let's get to know each other. What, what's your name? And it looked at me strangely, the Tsunami Sofa said, you know, I've been calling you Tsunami Sofa if you want to go with that. Uh, you can't, probably T.S., you know, like T.S. Eliot. You couldn't go with S.S. because that's no good. Uh, what do you think? And the sofa just kind of stared at me blankly. As, you know, sofas do, you know, if you've ever looked in the eyes of a sofa, good luck finding them, especially in your memory. But he said, no, 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 I want to be Brussels. And I said, like, Brussels? And I said, like, Jean-Claude Van Damme muscles from Brussels? Or, like, uh, like Brussels sprouts are the greatest vegetable Brussels? And the sofa is, again, no answer. Uh... And I said, well, geez, is it Brussels? And I said, oh, that's a nice one, Brussels. So I'm surprised more people don't name their kids Brussels, probably because of confusion with either, they say, are you a Brussels Sprouts fan or a Jean-Claude Van Damme fan? And most people say, who's Jean-Claude Van Damme nowadays? No offense, uh, but, you know, that's probably what they say. What? Is that some sort of, uh, is that some sort of French character actor? Uh, is he, is uh, somebody on Game of Thrones, does he play, uh, Bruce Bolton's cousin, Reese Bolton? No, 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 he was formerly known as the Muscles from Brussels once upon a time. I, I say to Brussels, Brussels a sofa, Brussels a sofa. And he said, just Brussels. I said, all right, I said, all right Brussels, um, uh, close your eyes. And, you know, I said, I think I can tell when your eyes are closed. What do you see? And Brussels said, my feet. And then it you know, took me a while. I, started, I actually started counting on my fingers instinctually. One of the things I do when I can't make any possible sense of anything. I said, one, two. And he said, what are you counting? And I said, your eyes are supposed to be closed. And he, uh, Brussels said, I, I, I see everything. I'm a sofa. And I said, everything, huh? And I said, I said, okay, well, uh, I was just trying to figure out where you're. He said, trust me, my feet are hanging over some water. 
crystal clear water uh, flipping back and forth like I'm on the end of a dock, springing my feet, flicking them in joy and relaxation, uh, stretching my legs out over the shimmering water, catching the sun, reflecting my yellow socks, and I, I said, wait, what? I'm sorry, what? Yellow socks? And Brussels said, yeah, oh, yellow socks. And I was counting on my fingers again. I said, okay, yeah, to me, belief suspension time. Or uh, maybe but disbelief suspension time. And I said, okay, Brussels, uh, where where are we? And Brussels said, near this water, the sea. And I, I said, wait, wait, and Brussels said, oh, no, I see a window within a window, uh, framed by a window, and I see the, the, the sea up there. And I said, okay, well, I guess this is where your adventure begins. And then, and then I said, well, what happened? And I was like, is this like a Mad Lib story with Brussels? I said, well, Brussels, what happens next? And Brussels says, I'm talking with someone. They're looking away from me. We're in the middle of a conversation. And meanwhile, it was really hard. I said, the middle of who the hell starts a kind of story in the middle of a conversation? Is this some sort of seance? And I said, Gee, what did I sign up for? And I, and I said, okay, it's not about me. Not about me, how I'd tell a story. So the sofa... And Brussels said, I can hear, I see everything, I hear everything. I said, okay, well, who, 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 are you, who are you talking with? Who are you in the middle of talking to? Who, who's looking away from you, Brussels? And Brussels said, a warrior of Mirkwood. And I said, oh, oh boy, now I said, yeah, really, warrior of Mirkwood, eh? So that sounds cool. They say, who, what are you and the warrior of Mirkwood discussing? Brussels, your muscles? And even Brussels, so you never heard, if you heard a, ever heard a sofa laugh, it sounds a bit muffled, like you, you were saying, okay, that's a sofa laughing. Or was that a uh, the sound of air passing through the air? Uh, or it could have been a sofa laughing. That's what Brussels laughs like. And I said, okay, what are you and the warrior Mirkwood talking about? And Brussels said, oh, no, no, no. Oh, we're talking about uh, a set of uh, a necklace and a postcard. He said, this isn't a warrior Mirkwood. This is the creator of that necklace. She has an Etsy store, and we've been discussing it. And, uh, and Brussels said, I told her. That you thought she was a warrior merc when she laughed at you. And I was like, really? With a nice laugh? And Russell said, oh, yeah, we, we both laughed at you. And I was like, well, it was a better laugh than, uh, than to go, you know. But I said, Brussels, I hate to see you, even though you, you may not be the muscles from Brussels. Or you might not eat Russell's sprouts. I'm glad you're not, you know, getting involved with a warrior from Mirkwood. Better a crafter of warriors' necklaces of Mirkwood. And I said, well, what's next? Uh, and he said, well, another friend is here. And I said, a friend of yours? 
no friend of the crafter of Mirkwood. And I said, cool. And Russell said, it's, it's a, a, a little cold, chill in the air. And Russell said, well, sofas, we don't get cold. You know, physically, emotionally cold. And there was a long stare at me. I said, oh, you know, it's a hint if I ever got one. But he said, this is a friend of the warrior, a crafter of the warrior in Mirkwood. And he said, follow me. And we're climbing some stairs through, through a little village. And uh, the warrior, crafter Mirkwood's friend is stopping to take photos and... Uh, uh, the stairs are overgrown with greenery. And I said, so we're by the sea with a crafter of Mirkwood warrior necklaces and her friend. He's a photographer. And I said, is, okay, is there, is there any conflict in this story, internal or external conflict? And Brussels just looked at me like, get over myself. I said, oh, yeah, you take it. Take the reins. Take the reins. Take us home. I said, are we at the halfway point of the story? You know, Brussels put put an arm around me. I said, are you going to live in the future or the past or the present? And let me tell this tale. Or are you going to worry about when this story comes out, whether it's uh, fits fit your, 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 your uh, type of period dullness? And I said, I don't do period dullness, but that's a great idea. Now I will. And uh, brilliant, as always, Brussels. Brilliant Brussels, the sofa with muscles. And then so Brussels laughed. I said, okay, hit me. What happened next, Brussels? And Brussels said, so we're at a public pier. The sea looked beautiful. There was a peninsula jutting out across from the, the public pier. Building I can't quite make out if it's a lighthouse or a customs house. But Brussels says there's a ship nearby, two masts, a wooden ship. I said, on the water, very free. And Brussels says it's free and easy. As a matter of fact, it's flying a Turkish flag. And I said, well, there's a hint of where we are. And they said, or the... Uh, uh, that this ship uh, would care, you know, uh, or the it's the home country of the ship. What are you investigating in this ship or listening? And I said, listening, so, so listening to you, Brussels. Who are you with on the pier? And he said, the, the friend in the green jacket that I've been taking, that's been taking photos. And Brussels said, he's a, he's a handsome young man. His eyes look at me. And make me feel like a sofa walking on a public pier. Interesting, but out of the ordinary. But to this young man, he's just rolling with it. And I see him, you don't got a name on this guy? Brussels said, he said, call me friend. And I said, what next, Brussels? And he said, come with me and let's look at some sea foam. Foaming around and we looked over the side of this you know, a pier or whatever you want to call it, a developed shoreline. And we looked at these rocks and the beautiful, beautiful water. And I said, well, what color would you say was water, Brussels? Not maroon like you, of course. And Brussels said it's hard to nail down crystal clear by the shore. 
reflecting the sun in the sky, but just a distance off a perfect green-blue or blue-green, depending on how you like to, uh, you know, put what stronger color. But just right there, like something out of a dream, those colors. And then as the water got clear, my friend was showing me sea foam and rocks, and it was nice. And they said, sounds nice, Brussels. And then what, what happened next? Why don't you tell me more? And Brussels said, it was the strangest thing. This giant truck pulled up, overflowing with nachos. And I said, okay. In my head, I said, what the, what the hell is this guy? I said, oh, wow. We're a truck. I said, what type of truck? Brussels said, a pickup truck. And I said, like a nacho, American-style nachos? And Brussels nodded. And I said, with the jalapenos? Brussels nodded again. I said, nacho cheese? And Brussels said, yes. And I said, wow. And I said, real steaming? And Brussels said, no, no, no. So I hopped on top of the nachos. They were fake. And Brussels said, along the side, it said, uh, Nachos, motherfucker. And I said, but Brussels, like, that could be your... I said, I'm not saying you're Brussels, the sofa with muscles, but if you were, that could be your tagline. Like, uh, I said, we'd have to figure it out, but you say, Nachos, motherfucker. And I said, but Brussels did it, he said it, and I said, wow, sofas are really good at those uh, soft, threatening voices. And he said his friends got in, and they said, imagine driving this cross-country. And I said, well, where did you go? Brussels said, we pulled up to a cafe. And Brussels said, I stayed outside. I was too too big for the doorway of the cafe, but my friends went inside. And I said, well, what was the name of the cafe? And Brussels said, I don't really, it was FOCA, maybe, F-O-C-A. I don't know. He goes, I sat outside for a while before I realized my friends went in there. And he goes, they, they were working there. And Brussels said, you know, and I figured uh, I wasn't going to drink anything because I'm a sofa. So I started walking. I realized we hadn't gone very far, that we were at another inlet as part of this harbor. More boats, and I took it all in. More flags, Brussels said. Clearly, he's like, we could be in Turkey. And I said, wonderful, wonderful Brussels. said, some fishing boats. I was looking at them. And I said, your, your, your powers of deduction for a tsunami sofa. Are, uh, and then Brussels interrupted me. He said, it's so slightly and softly, the nachos line, that I could barely, uh, I said, almost undetectable. And I said, you're like the uh, Clint Eastwood of sofas, not the... Uh, what was that guy's name? Jean-Claude Van Damme. And I was like, what happened next to Brussels? He said, woman pulled up in a uh, glitter top and uh, ballet dress. And she was putting on makeup. Doc Brown was uh, doing something on the roof of the car. And I said, what? And he said, it was some sort of time machine thing. He said, he think they were lost because the... Uh, the woman, she was, she was putting on lipstick, and she said, Come on, Doc, get me a Mardi Gras 2002 already. She said, I don't know what, what you were trying to do. 
in, a, in Brussels. I got the sense Doc Brown was wasting her time, you know, trying, and, 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 and they shot off at 88 miles per hour. And they said 1.1 gigawatts, and Brussels said, I've learned enough about you not to trust your numbers, so I'll say no. And they said 88 miles per hour, is that right? And Brussels said, who cares? It was a, it's a story. And I said, well, okay, Brussels, take me. So Doc Brown goes, where, where, where? and Brussels said, I don't know. So the next thing I was in some sort of... Uh, transit center or something uh, I was waiting with somebody's sister so they were drinking some tea they were on their phone they were nice they were pleasant they gave me a look that made me feel like a sofa sitting waiting for something that was a little bit I said hey I'm a little bit lost I, I don't know if you know this but I'm a sofa name of Brussels out on a little adventure. Uh, my first adventure, and I don't know if I, had, I don't even know if I have short-term or long-term memory. But I don't know where I am exactly. And she, Brussels said she was perfectly pleasant and willing to help. And Brussels, they said, well, "What happened next?" Brussels says, "We we got in a bus." And he said, "I said, what was on the bus?" He said, "Uh." He said it was a half-man, half-shark, but, but in a non-threatening way, like the, uh, he, said, he said, you know, but I said, well, yeah, those are two threatening things on a bus especially. And he said, yeah, I couldn't tell if it was a Halloween outfit. And I said, well, how'd you know it was a half-man, half-shark? And he said, well, I had a T-shirt that said half-man, half-shark. And I said, any other identifying characteristics or are you just going, like, are you a T-shirt uh, fundamentalist? And Brussels didn't even dignify that with an answer, just an empty stare. Or you, you can't tell with sofas, he could have been cracking up, but I, I think I could pretty tell by his sofa body language that it was an empty stare. And I said, you didn't, did you ask? And Brussels said it was even more confusing. And I said, hey... Uh, noticed your shirt. And I said, well, Brussels, you're making small talk on the bus? And Brussels said, what the hell else am I going to do? I don't even know where the bus is going. And I said, well, we, Brussels, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. And Brussels said, yeah, I said, hey, I noticed your shirt. And uh, Brussels said, yeah, it was, it ended up, it was a, Brussels said it was, it ended up embarrassing because it was a young woman. She had her, you know, she had a hat pulled down over her head while she slept. I woke her up. And I was like, wait, did you think the hat was a... And Brussels like, I'm a sofa. Okay, give me a break. I'm allowed to... And, and Brussels like, yeah, I know it's your shirt. Are you really half... I know you're a woman, but your shirt says half man, half shark. And she said, yeah, I'm... I'm uh, and Brussels said, yeah, she said, uh, I'm... Uh, yeah, I'm Iante. I'm, I'm a half gay man, half lesbian shark. And I said, I said, Brussels is that? And Brussels said, no, that's what she said. And I said, well, is it safe to say he or she then in that case? And I said, the, sh the shark person. And Brussels said, you're more offensive when you try to be unoffensive. You know, I'm just quoting somebody, so just relax. 
And I said, could I relax in your arms? Brussels and Brussels said, no, I need my arms to tell the story. And Brussels said, so it was dusk. We, we, we went across the country or across something. I don't remember. Because the next thing it was night and I was in a ferry crossing some sort of body of water. And I said, the same body of water from before? Brussels said, I don't know. I don't know. And I said, well, what was the ferry like? And Brussels said, it was a two-story ferry. It was a cold night, even for a sofa with muscles. That likes to say a tagline. And Brussels said, I even had like an imagination game that I pretended I was a super secret sofa. And it was like a longer pause than that where I said, holy freaking crap, super secret tsunami sofa. So they said, we just got to figure out how to get the muscles in there with that much alliteration. Super secret tsunami. I said, maybe drop tsunami, super secret sofa with muscles. Brussels, da 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 da, nachos, motherfucker. And I said, "Wow, Brussels, that is cool." And in Brussels, I said, "Well, you like uh, Kaiser Soze?" And Brussels said, "Didn't you pay attention during that movie?" And I said, "No, but I'm in reading rewatch the very end because I'd like to misquote Kaiser Soze and say like I'm the Kaiser Soze of podcasts." You know, poof, you're asleep. But I don't know the rest of that quote. And if you could see a if you could see a shaming look from a sofa, super secret sofa, tsunami sofa, uh, uh, and then Brussels is still cro- crossed its arms and waiting for me to finish. Stop! And I said, I "Back to you, Brussels." Uh, in a story on a, a ferry across an unidentified body of water, no, no, no just on a ferry. Sofa. Oh, but you were pretending in Brussels. Yeah, I saved the day. I made another friend who had a nice warm sweater. She was playing a game on her phone. They said, what game in Brussels? I said, not my business. And I said, really? I said, that sounds uh, not my business. I said, that's a pretty good name for a game. Uh, how do you play it? And Brussels said, you go into someone's business and you try to ruin it, and when the customers complain, you say, not my business. And you try you go keep going into businesses to run them out of business for evil anti-business business. And I said, that sounds like a situation that would call for a super-secret sofa with muscles. Tsunami sofa. And Brussels said, okay, I get it, you're... you're, you're, you're. And he says, your friend was playing the game. You were sitting there what, watching them play a game on their phone. And Brussels said, watching their face while they played. It's very entertaining. And I said, wow, that's riveting, Brussels. Anything else about this fairy I should know? Brussels said they use uh, instant water heaters instead of tankless water heaters. And I said, well, that makes sense. For uh, I wonder if they draw the water straight from the sea. And Brussels said, clearly I don't have a bladder, and I didn't have anything at the cafe, so I don't know. And I said, well, it'd be nice if you washed your hands every once in a while, especially when you're done uh, defending the ferry from, uh, they say, who was threatening the ferry, Brussels? And Brussels said, "Uh, I I don't feel like telling you. 
And I said, well, go on. And Brussels said, well, it just was a ferry ride across the water, across the body of water, rocking back and forth, rocking back and forth. The night had fallen. It was a inky blackness, a moonless night. The sea and the sky nearly the same color, just the lights from the ferry reflecting off in the weakest way possible. It's so cold you stayed inside, and water was just choppy enough to relax you, but not make you afraid or anything, just rock you gently, like you were in the arms of a sofa. We drifted off into dreamland. You went on a wonderful journey where you met some friends and had an exploration where no one took over the story with their agenda for plot or conflict. Not even many meanders, but some nice turns. Scenic journey. You know, waterfronts. Uh, Remember, we went up some stairs, had some green stuff on there. We met a jewelry maker and her friend, the photographer, who worked at a cafe, maybe. We went in a truck made made of nachos. We met a Doc Brown and a woman trying to get... And a woman trying to get to the 2002 Mardi Gras... I rode on a bus for the first time. The bus had a nice motion, uh, much better, well, not better white noise than a a fairy's, a slightly more grinding, whirring, where a bus has a low hum to it, uh, like the tires sing against the highway, like they're tuning themselves when the bus is really moving, but that's where we met the the, the shark person. And, uh, and then, uh, you know, my story went on, and, we, we, you know, we went on a ferry on a body of water, and I watched someone play a game, not my business. I pretended I was a hero sofa, but in some senses, you know... I've been a hero to put up with this madman who's owned me for the past ten years, who needs to be on a gently rolling ferry, surrounded by benevolent darkness, in some sense ensconced, being ported somewhere, but at the time out at sea, but still safe. And that it should take the time just to rest and put aside all his fears and worries and negativity. And just to breathe and be carried on this part of the journey. Knowing he had a sofa, a loyal, loyal sofa. Sofa with muscles, a sofa named Brussels. Sofa that could have been super secretly admiring him for making mistakes, because sofas, we don't, get, we don't get to choose our mistakes until now. And in some sense, maybe this is a goodbye and a meeting again as a new person. 
Uh, because when you go to your living room, you'll see I'm gone. That I've gone to become Brussels, the super secret sofa with muscles. Tsunami sofa. But, you know, I'll always be there to remind you to not always look on the, you know. But remember, when you need some rest, board a ferry. It'll port you from point A to point, from a port to another port. Unless it's some sort of uh, hovercraft type thing that goes from a port to a, a land area. Which would be cool anyway, so you'd, you wouldn't have to worry about, you know, putting a title on it, but just enjoy the journey all the night around you. But like a kind blanket, like a kind sofa holding you and rocking you off to sleep, reminding you to just stay in the present and be carried away to where... Reminding you to be carried away to where you're supposed to be, which is right here, right now. Good night from Brussels, the sofa with muscles, and from Sleep With Me podcast.